Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest John Howard. John and I have known each other since college and I'm so excited to have him on the show today. John is Tampa Bay's home loan expert. He is ranked in the top 1% of all originators in the nation, according to the Scotsman Guide. He leads a small team of very talented loan partners and provides excellent rates, quick closings, and great customer service. John is a graduate of the University of Tampa, where he met his wife, Paige. They have three kids under five and another baby on the way. When John is not working, he is usually changing diapers and playing with his kids. One day, he and Paige will have a social life again. As mentioned, John is doing fantastic things with his business. He's in the top 1%, and he is able to achieve this because of the team he has. So today on the show, he's sharing with us how he built his team so he could focus on his strengths and grow his business to a level that a lot of the people doing the same things that he does can't even imagine. So let's jump into the conversation so you can hear all about how John has built and leads his team. And at the end, we talk about attracting highly talented team members to hard to fill positions. Hi, John. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's really exciting to be here. Yes. Let's kick everything off with you taking a minute to introduce yourself. Sure. So um, I'm John. I'm John Howard, Tampa Bay's home loan expert. And I run a small team of uh, loan originations. My job is out go out there to originate mortgages. So I, I like to say that I finance the American dream and more affordably. And um, my team is really good. You know, we're a team of top producers. We're in the top 1% in the nation uh, from all loan officers. And we have a really tight knit group. And then I also came on here because I know you give great advice and there's a lot of challenges to growing the team um, where now trying to get into recruiting is awful and something that I didn't really want to do. And so I'm glad to be here for you. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited for today's conversation, John. You know, as John mentioned, he's in the top 1% of the nation. And as we were talking about before, he's there because of the team that he has. So we're going to get 100%. into a lot of that about learning about how he grew his team and, and everything there. And then we'll talk maybe a little bit about the recruiting and see if I can give you any tips to help you in today's recruiting market. But before we get into that, I, I love bringing a little bit of the personal into the conversation. So let me tell you how I know John. John and I went to college together 
many years ago. Um, In my mind, it was like two years ago. I know it feels like it was just yesterday until I look at the dates and I'm just like, oh my goodness, it was, I graduated. I think it just hit 15 years since my graduation date. Um, So John and I were both involved in the dance department. He came on and we, just a little bragging moment for us. John and I both won a Dancing with the Stars competition. So if you ever are familiar with the show, they go on tour and they have local competitions at each one of their tour stops. So we were not partners together, but apparently the audience loved both our groups so much that we tied for first place performing in front of like, I think it was like the sold out arena. I know it's like I people like when I do like a networking groups like oh one thing that people don't know about I'm like I danced in front I cha cha and tango in front of sixteen thousand people, and yeah. it was terrifying. I didn't even know. I just wanted to go for the free tickets to go see the concert, and they're like oh let's go on top ten oh you made the top five and then we made it to the top two like you're dancing in intermission. I'm like terrified. Right, right yeah. after intermission when everyone's back, it's like you're opening the second half and we're like oh, okay. Like, let's do it. It was terrifying, especially when we walked into the arena and let's, I'll just, I'll just put this out there. Like I've danced my entire life, but ballroom was not my style of dance. I was not an expert ballroom dancer. Uh, we trained for uh, really hard for, I think it was about five days for this, for this event to actually learn the dances. And then we walk into the arena and they're like, guess what you guys, we want you to do the rumba tonight. And we all just look at each other. And we're like, what the heck is a rumba? We're like, we, we don't even know the basic steps. So we were learning it and then having to go out and perform and compete against other people with a dance that we had never done before. Yes, it, it was it was awesome. It was terrifying. Like getting outside the comfort zone. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I remember after it, someone asked me like, what, did, what was going through your mind when you were standing there on stage with like the celebrities? Because not only was it the professional dancers that was there, it was the celebrities that had been a part of the show and all I, all, my answer to that was they were all much shorter than I expected. Like, that's all yes. I was thinking of. Like when we were standing there, I was like, wow, they're all really short. Right. You're very normal. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, I think I'm a better dancer than you. I was like, I'm better than that celebrity. That, that guy, you know, that guy, that guy is talented. Right. Right. But it was a great experience. I love every year when the memories pop back up on Facebook and it's great. Except I look at it and I was like, wow, my fake eyelashes that I was wearing were way too long. (laughs) Hey, they probably looked great from uh, all the way up at the top level of the arena, but you know, but it was a fun time. Yeah, it was awesome. But now let's talk about a little bit more fun teams and having a team. So when we were talking about your business and everything, you were talking about how um, the different business models that are available in your industry. And can you talk a little bit about that and why you chose the model that you ended up going with? Yeah. So loaner, like being a loan officer is probably one of the hardest businesses to be in, in the beginning. And then as you grow uh, and scale, it becomes, it's a very rewarding business to be in, uh, being able to, because my first 10 years out of college, I was a financial advisor and I worked, I was the guy that sat around the kitchen table and talked about retirement planning, life insurance, budgeting, college planning, so on and so forth. And then I got into mortgages because I, even as a financial advisor, when I went and bought my house, I'm like, what are all these different fees? And 
And so was a, you know, as a financial advisor, I should probably know this. So I got my license just to learn more. And then it accidentally became a full fledged career. And you can be a loan officer anywhere. You can work at a bank. Like if you walk into like a local retail bank and you can sit down with your local loan officer, those type of bank employees, they don't have to go out and find clients and do that. They come to them. Same thing if you work for the builder, but those people are very smart at putting together a file to get someone uh, approved. Uh, then you have like the brokers. That's where I broke into. And I, I love the broker model. Uh, you are my client and I have 22 different banks that I can shop and whoever has the best rate, I'll team you up and I'll make sure that they close the loan. Um, and that's a very great model because you can go out and you can originate and be the sales part of business is the hardest part uh, into bringing in, in the business. And so if you're very good at sales, those mo that model is better than being in a bank because you get paid more for finding the clients. Right. Um, and then you have like where I am at now, I was always thought I was going to open up my own mortgage broker shop. So I always, always have that entrepreneurial spirit. And so like the loan officers that think of themselves as a self-employed business are usually the ones that are the top producers to do that. So I look into it. So I partnered with a home loan expert. It's a lender that allows me to be self-employed where I can hire my team that, so I have people that are just dedicated to just my files so it allows me to spend more time talking to clients, figuring out what they can do. And then I get the, uh, what their goals are and what they feel comfortable with. So I can use my financial planning background to have like 30 minute conversations to talk about what it is that you're looking for. Where's the down payment coming from? And then I get the application, I get the documents, and then I have really smart people to make sure that that do the paperwork that everything closes and processes that that paperwork, um, that's not a strength of mine. It never was. It's not something I actually enjoyed doing. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like you made the comment when we were talking before, is you know by hiring a team. Um, well, you there's kind of that trade off. The more time you spend in front of a computer, the less time you're out selling, but yes. the money comes from the selling. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it, when you talk about it that way, the more computer work you're doing, the less money you're making. So you need to get this computer work off you and hire that team. It makes sense. But I feel like most people are afraid to do that and make those steps at first to hire those people that are going to help them get off the computer. Yeah, because it's terrifying, too, because in mortgages, every month you start back at zero. And so then it's like, OK, do I want to take overhead? and pay somebody that is dedicated to just you. And then, so you take on that risk of hiring somebody because you believe that you're gonna be able to consistently bring in business. Um, and then eventually, but that's how you scale and be able to go from like three loans a month to five, like if you're doing five loans a month, you're a top producer. And then I'm doing between 25 and 40 loans a month. And it's not because I'm this wonderful sale, like salesperson, I just go out there and spread the word, like how great my team is. And I hired really great people that are much smarter than me, where that I can go in and say, I can close a loan in 14 days. I can compete with cash offers. Oh, no one can close that fast. I'm like, check out my Google reviews. We do. I built an elite team. So then because of that, I'm able to work with like the top realtors that say, hey, this guy can uh, close loans fast. And, um, and the rates are great for the clients. It's the total package. And, it's, and so 
that is the way I built my business. And there's no way that I could do that as just one individual. And so like my, my team, one of the things I look for is I try to pay more than like, like right around double the industry average, but I ask you to do the job of three people and I give you the technology to leverage yourself. So it only feels like one, um, you know, one job of one person and then respect the work hours. So I try to give my teammates the work-life balance and say, shut it down after hours and try to respect that time because in real estate, nobody respects each other's times. Like you expect your realtor to answer the call at six, seven, eight, nine o'clock. Like people call me until 10 o'clock at night wanting to say, hey, can you pre-approve this person? Like that, those are the calls I take in that way. Then I have my yeah. team work on in the morning. Yeah, I feel like there was so much in there that I want to dig into, but let's, uh, one of the things I want to talk about before I forget about is the technology. Um, just a few episodes, we've had a few other guests on that talk about technology and process and everything in businesses and how it really helps speed things up. Like you mentioned, okay, this yeah. might be the work of three people, but when I give you the right tools, one person can do it. And yeah. I think that's so important because there's a lot of things we start off doing manually in a business because maybe we can't afford the tech or we don't know the tech exists and stuff like that. But when you really invest in the tech, it helps save that people cost and probably makes it so you have your team focusing on what a person actually needs to do, what you need that, that brain power and that manpower to do instead of doing things that can simply be automated. Absolutely. And then there's a whole business of like AI mortgages, that thing that they can take out the, the human element because the technology is so good. You're just processing paperwork from government forms. We can make technology to do this. And those, those are the online lenders and the big tech that I always just joke, like I'm just biding my time until Amazon decides they want to open up prime mortgages or like Apple says, hey, we got the iMortgage because they know everything about you. They're going to capture that business. And- <laughs> And so it's like, I always like to say like high tech is important, but so is high touch because getting a mortgage is very stressful and like you're getting financially naked and it's like, oh my God, like, here's what I do. Do I qualify for a loan? And so I believe like, you know, that human touch of reassuring and helping them and giving someone hope that might an AI person just says, "Eh, no, not approved. I'm like, well, no, if we do X, Y, and Z, we can get you approved. So having that, that technology is very important. So like when I was going to go open up my own broker shop, it's expensive to get in, in front of this tech and to do th- this. So that's why I partnered with a company that I was able to leverage their resources mm-hmm. in that and have access to amazing technology that allows me to close a loan in eight days, 10 days, when the industry average is 45. And so it's like great people using great technologies, a happy medium from that high touch and that high tech, but tech is certainly important. Yes. It is so important. Like you said, so people can then focus on the, the customer focus stuff, those touch points, those things where when you're the customer on that other side of the process, like it's important. I know when we were renovating our house and going through a loan process to get the funding to renovate our house, like it was probably one of the most stressful periods of, yeah. of that entire process because you didn't know what was going on. You didn't really know what they were asking for or why they were asking for this or anything like that. And then you're like, and then we have our contractors waiting of, 
when are you going to close so we can get the money and start the project? And you're like, I have no I idea. Know. I have no right. idea. Like it yeah. might be three months. It might be next week. Who knows? Like, And that's a common problem in, in, in the industry. And then, but that's the one thing that sets my team apart because Christine, who is my, my partner, like she, like she works on every single one of my, my files. Like she's my, she's the person I talk to almost more than my wife. So she believes in like communication is key. And then if you take a look at our Google reviews, it always talks about how great our communication is and explain why we need this document and so on. Because a lot of times we're in the dark, like, oh my God, hey, I need uh, your tax return. Oh my God, what are they going to find in the tax return? I don't like, you know, it's like you as the consumer, you know, it's like you're, you're thinking like these people are judging me. And then, mm-hmm. no, we're not. We yeah. just, we're just, we're just yeah. checking boxes to make sure like, the, you know, the, the loan will be insured by Fannie Mae. It's like, just checking the box. <laughs> That's the only right. reason why we need, you know. Right. And I just remember one of those things when we went through it, it was like, they needed our bank statements for X amount of months. And they went through it and they're like, why are you paying this PayPal account every month? And the PayPal and account, business. like, I will say it's, it's still in my maiden name. So that was probably why the confusion was, why are you paying a Jamie Stringer every month? And I'm right. just like, it's my, that's my Netflix payment. It just goes through PayPal. Like, and like <laughs> things like that. I'm like, are you like, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why does it matter? It's, I'm like, it's a $14 thing I'm paying every month. Even if I'm paying someone $14, like what, why does that matter? Like, things like, yeah. that. like, I'm just like, what? So it would have been nice to have someone like that, that human touch point to like really help you and guide you through the process. And I feel like that's so important when you're building your team is figuring out yes. where do you actually need the people that are going to make the difference in the process. Absolutely. And then as you grow and you scale, you get more specialized and you get someone in a spot that can just work on that part of the mortgage because there's like 10 different things and that you're juggling as a mortgage coming. And then just to make sure that you have every piece of information to close that loan in there. So really we're just organizing, juggling the, like organizing the circuits and just lining people up. Here's the money, go close. Yeah. And so that that communication is important. and yeah. that's what is a big, a big uh, differentiating factor of our team. And that's Christine is like, if someone on my team is not communicating, Christine's on that. Good. You had mentioned that when you were hiring your team and figuring out who to bring on that you hired for your weaknesses so you could focus on your strengths. Yes. How did you know what your weaknesses were? Was that something you were very in tuned about or was it kind of like, let's test things out? Tell me about that. We're our, we're our own harshest critic. And I really believe in like self-reflection. And I'm like, I know what I'm good at. I know it's not my strength. Like even like a joke, like my wife, like she compliments all of my weaknesses. Like she's like, I couldn't, I could not have picked a better life partner. Like the way that we can juggle, I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a one-year-old and a baby on the way, you know, the way I can juggle that part of my life and this high producing mortgage company is because like my wife compliments all my weaknesses, my team. I know I don't love paperwork and it's like, ugh, it, it slows me down. Like I'm slow with paperwork. Christine, Ingrid and Joni are amazing. Like they just knocked that out so fast. And so I'm like, why would I waste my time? That's not revenue generating. What's revenue generating is me doing radio ads, doing commercials, because there's nothing proprietary about mortgages. It's just that people need to know that I do mortgages. So I have to go out there and then I have a really compelling product. 
I close loans faster than most people. My rates are better than most. And we have awesome customer service because my team is amazing. I need to go out and shout that from the mountaintops. And I feel like I do a better job than most people do it. Um, and then I have a really elite team that gets there. And then I step in when there's fires. So like when there's something that's going on and it's like, oh my God, here's a legit emergency. That's when I get involved in the loan process. But Christine and Joni, who basically run my work life, they're like, John, get out of the way. Stay in your lane, Howard. I'm like, hey, this is the John Howard Home Loan Expert team. Like, yes, ma'am. You know, Christine and Christine's really the Tampa Home Loan Expert and Joni gets everything closed and I'm just the face, you know? Right, right. Speaking of being the face, I know you said you do a lot of videos and radio and all that stuff. And I know from, uh, you know, following you, being connected on social media, a lot of times your family's in those videos as well. Mm. You see your kids. And one of the things we were talking about before we started recording, and of course you mentioned it here is you're in an industry that's almost 24 yes. seven, but you're very family first in your business. And I think that's very important because there's a lot of times where it's like, there really is no off switch. And I think people get overwhelmed and people get burnt out, but you said you really focus on family first because that's what's needed. And tell us a little bit more about that and how you give your teams the breaks that they need in an industry that's always going. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important. Like you always read articles about how like what people want to work is the work-life balance. You know, take like law of the LinkedIn posts, like that's what people value. And like you want to work remote because you got like, you don't want to drive an hour because you want to see your kids. Okay. Just get your job done. I don't care. Technology is good enough with Microsoft teams and zoom and uh, all the technology that we have go for it. I value the office atmosphere because I enjoy the people I work with. And so that's something that we really hire. We have a backyard barbecue test as like once a month, we uh, have a backyard barbecue where wives, uh, spouses, kids, dogs, and we rotate houses who hold. So like we work 40, 60 hours a week together. And then we still get together once a month with our families because, you know, hey, spouses, I understand that, you know, this job is demanding. Thank you for this. And so we want to have that family friendly first. Being a young father, um, you know, I see how hard it is, you know, like there's so much stuff that happens that on a day to day, like I get it as a father. And then, so I also set expectations with my realtor partners and my clients. I say, my wife hides my phone from five 30 to eight. So I will call you back at eight one. I promise you, I'll make sure it gets done, but I got to turn it off. I have to be present for dinner. I had to help with bath time because a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a one-year-old is anarchy on that. And then, you know, we read books together. We watch a little Disney plus or Netflix or YouTube, which I hate YouTube. Oh my gosh, I hate YouTube with the kids. It is the worst. And I'm like, like, man, that guy makes a million dollars. Maybe I should just like video my family because that sounds way better than mortgages. Like I I, I can unbox some gifts. Like, dang, I, I don't... I'm in the wrong business, but I want that for my family. Uh, a lot of us came from the same broker shop where operate like the loan officers rule the coop and the operations. You listen, you whatever the loan officer says, and the anxiety comes in. It's like I need this now, you know that. And in my thing is my operations run the coop. 
You know, like I value my team. I know I wouldn't be able to close any loans if it wasn't for my team. And I want to respect their time because I know family time is important to me. And a lot of us are young, have young kids. So it's like, you take it. And then like Christine has an, uh, uh, a mom with dementia that lives with her. And that there, and she's like, she take, I don't know how Christine does everything, the way that she balances her life and the young kids in the stressful thing. And same thing with Joel on my team, who he drives in sometimes an hour each way to work because we value that office time and he has a young family. So we let him work from home more to be there and just kind of listening to your team and what's important because all I care about is that we get the loan closed. We look good to our realtor partners. We get our five-star review from our customers and we have an atmosphere that we enjoy to be in. And then like, Hey, you need a day to unplug. I get it. You don't even have to use a vacation day. Just, just go, you know, like I take it off and then come back in the, in the evening, check your emails, make sure you're fine because this job is very stressful and you're demanded. And we see the worst in people because like, I gotta, I gotta close this loan. You know, like I had $20,000 at risk. Oh my God. And especially in this market right now where people are paying way above list price and appraisals are coming in and they need, oh my God, that appraisal came in way lower than expected. I got to kind of liquidate my 401k. I'm like, are you sure you want to do all this? And I talked through and So then, then these people just like, why do you need this condition? And they scream at my processor. And, and then, so it's like, like people are just really nasty, especially post COVID too. And it's right. like, listen, we don't want to make this deal any less complicated. Remember, we're all on the same team to try to get, and that's what I'm really good at is diffusing problems. And so customer, I understand your concern. And we figure out what is, what is, why do we need it? We communicate that effectively. And then we close and then everyone's like, I know I was a pain, but thank you so much for getting it done. And it's like, oh, well, maybe you should treat people better, but whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, in the past, in the previous companies, it's like, hey, just take it all the way. Like, just take the abuse, laugh it all the way to the bank. And I'm like, that's not a fun atmosphere. I say, hey, customer, you cannot talk to my team like that. And, and just kind of defend my team and in a professional way. And, and so I think it's important to show my team that I have their back because they, I know they have mine. And, uh, you know, when you're working in a lot of volume in short amount of times, because we advertise a 21 day closing guarantee when it's 30 days is the norm and hard to do in 30. I expect a lot out of my team and I know it's stress. And so, and we enjoy that time off when you're off, you're off. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because I think like, think of one of those things, like your situation, you know, where you're like, okay, there's these, this like two and a half, three hour window that you're out of pocket every day. Cause you're family focused and you're that. And, and I think sometimes just knowing that, that it's okay to step away allows you to be more focused on the work when you're there, because you know, okay, I have this hard stop. I need to stop at this time. So I'm going to get the work done so I can stop at that time. And then I'm going to go focus on everything else that I need to focus on. And yes, maybe I'll respond to messages after eight o'clock, but mm -hmm. you've had that mental break. And sometimes that mental break is needed. And with your one team member that's helping to take care of, I believe you said it's her mom. It's having that ability to be like, I can be 100% focused here. And then I can go and be 100% focused here. And I don't have to be focused on both at the same time. Absolutely. And that, that's the goal. 
But I know sometimes when I'm in the pool from 5.30 to 8 with my kids and enjoying life, I'm thinking about that call. I need to make it 8.15 and I'm really not truly there because like I work like this, like the industry is a tough industry and demanding industry into it. So, but it's something that you practice, you know, and you just have to focus. And the ideal version of us is, yeah, when you're off, you're off and you can focus on your task at hand. Yes, and yes. that's, that's, that's what we hope to provide. And then that's also too, like the culture at corporate um, where the CEO, like he has, he, he preaches that as well. You know, Hey, yep. family, that's good. But when you're, when you're working, Hey, we are elite, prove it, work hard, right. make those extra phone calls. Let's go. Right. It's a, fun, it's a fun atmosphere. That's exactly. And you made the quote before we jumped on the recording of you put your employees first so they can put the customers first. Yes. And I love that. It's like you take care of your employees that way they can take care of the customers because you don't want the overworked, stressed out, you know, employees that just feel drained by everything because then that's going to go on to the next customer. And maybe it's a customer that's not angry and not yelling, but the way they're treated is going to put them in that mood. So when your employees can bring that positivity of the process to the customers, it, it really impacts the customer experience. That's the hope. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, let's take a few minutes. I know you said you guys are continuing to scale and now you're facing kind of more recruiting and the possible recruiting challenges because you're now going to possibly go after a different position than you've been hiring for in the past. Yeah. And so like the way that the home loan expert operates is they find one loan officer per city. And I, I was the one that was chosen for the Tampa Bay area. And then you build a team around you to help you scale. That's the model. You don't go out and hire other salespeople. You're the salesperson in there. And whereas most mortgage companies might have 40 or 50 loan officers in one branch. And that's a normal business model too. And so like that's like growing horizontally. And <clears throat> whereas we try to go more vertical. And then, so I'm looking at now hiring loan officers, like some teams like me, then go out and you find another loan officer that can help pay for some of your salaries. Cause then when you start bringing on another loan officer, you can then maybe scale more and hire another administrative person to be able to close even more loans in there. So, but finding that right fit because loan officers have big egos, like the ones that you want, like, you know, like you're a top producer for a reason. I know I have a big and fragile ego. I know like a man's got to know his weakness. I like, and that. Um, most loan officers do as well. And so you got to have that right fit. So if I bring in a, another salesperson that's a top producer, they can't treat my, my staff the way that other loan officers are accustomed to being treated, right? And then they got to make sure they have the right values. But then also, like the people that, you, like, I don't want to train a new person because train, like, it's hard to, this is a very hard industry to break into. Um but then to get someone from another company, they got to be in enough pain so right. uh, to make that to leave. Because otherwise, the other option is I'm going to give you a massive sign-on bonus to come. And now I'm just buying talent. That's what, that's what a lot of banks do. Like I've been offered ridiculous amount of money to leave the home loan expert to go open up a branch. And it's like, wow, that's a big number. That's cool. But I'm like, no your rates stink compared to my rates. I like, I want to do what's best for the customer. Right? There's reasons why, but a lot of loan officers will take that big payday. So like, 
I don't want to pay somebody because then that makes me have to raise my rates to be able to afford that big sign-on bonus. Right. And so then I'm like, well, how do I go out and show these loan officers and say, hey, look, my rates are great. I can close loans this fast and my team is awesome. Yeah, everyone says that, right? And yes. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. But you just, just gotta believe me, you know? Like, <laughs> so like, trust me, like, you know, like, look, I was at 40 million. Now I'm over a hundred million. Like in the, like, this is because the home loan expert stuff, like you should be on my team and you can plug into my team because Christine, Ingrid, Joel, Tim, Joni have capacity to, to do it. Uh, and so I'm like, and then I can hire someone else and then we can get an extra one. And I had this vision of growing, but I had that backyard barbecue test. Like, do I really want to hang out with you? Like on the weekends, like the culture is more important than sales. And, and so but I think I'm finally at the point that I can go out and I can support another loan officer that can do 10 or 15 loans a month and, and have a very pleasurable experience on it. But finding that producer is tough. It's, it's but what's hard. exciting yeah, it's exciting is that other loan officers in uh, my company that are in different states that aren't on a team that, and they don't have like a, a team that I built. They're like, I wish I could just plug into your team. I'm like, all right, that law of attraction works. Just having a great team that people can see the value that want to be there. So that that's, I'm trying to be more attracting than recruiting. But yeah. And that's sometimes the way you have to do it. So I haven't worked anyone with anyone clients specifically in doing exactly what you're doing, but I have worked with clients in the insurance industry that are trying to find it find new um, producers and stuff for their insurance company. And so new agents. And that's one of the issues that we always run into them. They're like, I want a top producer. And it's like, top producers are not leaving. They're right. not leaving their current company because they're making a lot of money. And especially if you're in something where you're a top producer in an insurance industry, typically you're not in the office a lot. You're out at networking meetings. You're out at that. And you're pretty much almost creating your own. I'm like, so there has to be a reason for them to leave. And most insurance agents leave because they're not meeting numbers. So you don't want the person that's not meeting their numbers. You want the top producer. And so the way I always say is the best way you talked about attraction, the networking, getting to know people really showing them what it's like to be a part of your organization is sometimes the best way to get those team members. And the, one of the other things is we're in Florida. I'm sure you've seen it because the house and prices are going up and up and up. Our rent prices are skyrocketing because people are moving here. And so there could be top producers in other states that are looking to move to Florida and want that opportunity because they're leaving their entire network behind in a way. And so that's one thing when you look at that, how can we attract people to our culture is looking to the people that are looking to relocate. Yeah. And then I always joke, uh, I'm like, you know, like people are worried about a housing bubble. Uh, and I'm like, well, no, like Tampa Bay is driven by true population growth. Why? And I, as I, I'm like, I, I joke, I call it the Tom Brady effect. Like I'm up in the Northeast. I've just shoveled my driveway. I salted my sidewalk. I paid my state income tax. I paid my city tax. And then I watched my hero, Tom Brady, toss the Lombardi trophy from one boat to the other. And it looks awesome in Tampa. I can work remote now because of COVID. What am I doing here? I'm going to go down to the land of the free in, in Florida 
and not pay state income tax, not pay city tax, not pay um, salt driveways and, and, and salt sidewalks. You know, like we have a very compelling argument to, to be here. Right. Um, well, and even with those things, like I, I know it well, you probably have read a whole lot more in the industry than I have. It talks about if there's going to be a bubble, we might be in one of those areas because prices have gone up so much. And I'm like, that could happen. I was like, but like you said, we're driven by people that are moving here and those people are going to be moving no matter what. It's not going to be like, oh, because they talked about it's probably not going to be a whole nationwide thing. It might just be specific areas. All of a sudden the prices start going down in Florida. Okay, well, now I thought about moving, but before I couldn't afford a house, but now I can afford a house because it's it's a little cheaper than it was six months ago. So, yeah, yeah, I agree that I don't think it's something that there's going to be a big, big problem of you know, hopefully, hopefully home prices stable a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be one of those things where all of a sudden it's like nobody's buying homes and you've already, and you've already proven that, you know, for what you're producing, if people are buying the homes, you're probably going to be there helping them with those mortgages. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so that's also too, but going back to recruiting, a lot of people had big years in 2020 and 2021 because anyone with a pulse in a mortgage it made sense to refinance, right? So the whole world was refinancing. So these loan officers had these huge numbers uh, that they closed. I'm like, okay, well, look, like I have always been a purchase focused loan officer and that's the people that you want, but finding like the the purchase focused loan officer is difficult to get them to leave one company to the other. And it's like, all right, show me what your production was in the last four months when nobody was refinancing and it's only closing loans. And I always say that, you know, people have to move. You know, I work a lot in the military space. People, uh, you know, PCS from McDill to Scott Air Force Base and back and leave. And so people always are going to have to move no matter what. And whether the interest rates are 2% or 10%, it's better than the rent of 100%. Right. Exactly. No, exactly. And uh, one of the things you also mentioned that I want to talk about just before we wrap up, because we're, we're going, is um, you had mentioned that, you know, you could say like, oh, well, it's great to work with us. And other people are like, well, that's what every company says. <laughs> and I was actually recently working with a client and he goes, well, I know what it's like to work for those other companies. I've worked there. I know people that are there. I know people that are not happy, but these candidates possibly want to go work there too, because they're all putting up the message. And what I had to tell that client was, it's all words until someone's actually working for you. So you might have the best company out there, the best culture, but nobody really knows that when they're going through the internet process because it's all promises. So it is one of those things like, I know you do a lot of stuff on social media and a lot of those videos. And I always tell companies, you got to really show what it's like to work for you so they can see that culture. They understand who you are. So that way they're really attracted to it. Otherwise, it's just words and the other, and other companies can say those exact same words as well. Right. And then going back to working with the family, I'm like, everyone in my family has to earn their paycheck here. So like my kids are going in my, my videos. Cause it's like, like <laughs> this kid, like he needs uh, piano lessons, you know, like get the mortgage from this guy in here. <laughs> right? And then my kids love it now. Like, um, and then, so like, and also the, the culture too, trying to like show it's like, Okay, hey, how do you like like do you get like employee testimonials in there? And so like, all right, hey, we have top golf Fridays like once a month. And, like have that, but that's 
I don't want to also show that my clients that I'm like, hey, we're at Top Golf and not closing loans right now. So it's like yeah. it's hard. It's hard to show that uh, that culture on social media. Well, you don't have to show it live. If they if it happened, be like, here's what we did last month. Hey, you know, as long as your clients were like, wow, but things still really moved. And look at that. They were having fun and we were still able to close that loan under 20 days. You know, it's one of those things where you could always show it after the fact instead of being there like, here we are and we're live at Top Golf and we're ignoring <laughs> all your emails. It's like, no, look, last month, we went to Top Golf for an afternoon and we still achieved those deadlines that we put I love in place. it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so, all right. Well, we really need to wrap up today, John. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. All right. So you can go to TampaHomeLoanExpert.com. Um, you know, say that quite a bit on the radio. Um, and then on social media is Tampa Home Loan Expert uh, Instagram. Uh, you'll know all about my family and about the crazy fun videos that we make. Um, it's really probably the, the two best ways to get a hold of me. Sounds good. All right, John, one final question that I love to ask all my guests. We have all had leaders or managers throughout our life that have stood out to us, whether in our personal life or professional life. Think of a manager or leader that stood out to you and share one thing about them with us. Well, uh, I would say the first time I've ever been impressed with a a manager where I was like, I want to be like that person is my current CEO, Ryan Kelly. He like walks the walk and talks the talk. He talks about the culture and he, and he backs it up. Um, he says, you know, we're more than a mortgage company. Like we want to get involved in our community and give back. If we have successful years, give back to charity. That's the best marketing you can do is like, hey, look, we are good people. We do good things. Money goes back into it. And these charities really benefit from it. So he just, he walks the walk, he talks the talk and he inspires Like we did over $3 billion of origination and we only had like 30 loan officers. Like most companies would take 300 loan officers to reach that type of origination. So we're a small but mighty company that is like, I just love his vision. And so I want to share that vision with my team to, uh, you know, achieve that common goal for everybody. Awesome. All right, John, thank you so much for sharing about him. And thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thanks for having me. I had fun. It's good to catch it up. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business? And you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line? Then set up time and let's talk. Because this is exactly how I help business owners like you. When you go through my hire framework, not only will you learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire, but you'll be able to identify and select candidates who have the skills you need and can succeed in the role. Going through this consultant process not only helps you find the right new hire for your current open position, but it teaches you how to repeat this process with every new position you add to your company as it continues to grow. So if you're a small business owner who is ready to hire, has a rough idea of the position you need to add, and you're tired of going through the hiring process only to end up with bad fitting team members, then let's talk. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at growingyourteam.com. 
or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart and let's talk about your hiring needs. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.